Artist Journal, August 9th, 2018. I just got back from France last week. I went to the photography exhibition at Arles, which was pretty interesting. I've never been to Arles before, and it is, I guess I would call it the spiritual home of Van Gogh in a weird sort of way. It was very interesting to see his presence loom over the city and He's probably their claim to fame in a lot of ways, is Van Gogh and Arles. And it was really interesting to go by myself, maybe 150 years later, and almost experience, you know, it. like, I mean, traveling by yourself, there is a slight isolation, but I didn't mind it because I felt like I was sort of, in, in my own way, living that much closer to Van Gogh's experience. In Arles. Anyway, they had the big photography exhibition, which they still have up. I think it goes till September. World famous, and they have about 20 exhibits in this beautiful old Roman city. And what's interesting about it is you don't even need to uh, get the guide because it's small enough where you can sort of see everything by just walking around randomly on the street. I think I probably saw about 18 of the 20 shows that were in the, you know, old city area. So that's kind of a, was kind of a cool way to do it. I told people, like I got there at 10 o'clock on uh, the night before, and then I stayed a full day, and then I left at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon the following day. So I was there about a day and a half. You only, in my opinion, you only need one full day in Arles to really experience the exhibition. It had been recommended to me by a couple of people as a cool thing to do in France, in the south of France in the summer. So I thought, why not? I had a couple of days extra at a time scheduling conflict and I already had this plane ticket. So I thought, why not spend a couple of days and check out this exhibition? So of the 18 shows, I'm not a huge photography guy, admittedly. There were about two shows that really caught my eye and really moved me, which is actually not bad, because honestly, I'm more of a painting guy. And yeah, and but what was so interesting about those two shows was actually the contrast. And it showed that there, like, when you have really great pictures, there is a difference and I will be interested. And so, it, you know, credit to those guys. Um, their names escape me. I guess you'll just have to go and check them out. But uh, yeah, so anyway, just before I move on from Arles, it was, it was a very interesting, weird summer day in the sense that here I was going through this old Roman city and there it seemed like there was a biker gang convention of the banditos and it must have been like who I'd never heard of but they you couldn't tell if they, they look like French hell's angels you know and harmless enough 
but they were sort of all around the city as like this menacing presence on a hot summer day in this ancient Roman city. It had almost this De Chirico menacing feel to the whole thing that, you know, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, the sun is beating down on the arcade and a bandito is following, so, you know, or just is walking behind some woman and it's probably nothing's going to happen, but it was straight out of a De Chirico painting. So that was kind of an interesting backdrop. I went to go to the Irish bar later, and it was literally full of the banditos. So I thought, like the only Irish bar in the tourist area. So I ended up going to the square, where there's one of the squares where there's... It was actually a lot nicer over there, too. I was glad I did. And it, yeah, and actually and was very productive there. Uh, and, uh, and then they showed, they sort of drove in a little later, a few of them into the square and yeah, you could tell there's just a slight feeling of menace. So it's just kind of a, in the end, I think it just added a nice drama to everything, but yeah, it was just, uh, not something unexpected. And as far as Arl, anything else, um, it's worth a visit. You know, like there's a forum there as well. Like it says by myself, I didn't drink at all. Wake, woke up at eight in the morning, walked by this like old Roman kind of Colosseum type structure. And yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. And so if I go back, I'd like to go inside. Another couple of things. I mean, there's the Vincent Van Gogh Foundation. And uh, they have a couple, a few Sigmar polkas there. One is sensational. I, you could tell there was a polk collector in uh, who was a part of the Van Gogh Foundation because they have like two or three, and one of them is one of the major pieces. Uh, I think it's called Modern Art, and it's sort of the satire on modern art and by polka in the '60s. One of his sort of early big pieces, and that's there. So, and then they have this massive uh, blue abstract painting when he was using, uh, the name escapes me, but that blue that comes out of ultramarine blue, the original, like, the name escapes me, but where he was experimenting with that. And uh, yeah, so that, that was it. So anyway, so that was Arl. So after that, I went to, I took the train and I went to Set, S-E-T-E, uh, to meet some friends. That was the original point of the trip. And uh, it, my friend, she's got this incredible summer home there. Her parents had it, obviously. And uh, yeah, so that was uh, pretty fun. Uh, set is sort of like this kind of... Gosh, what would you call it? Like sort of like the low-key version of the south of France. It's like uh, I don't know if we could call it hippie-ish, but it's just a little bit more. It's more for the insiders. It's a little bit more off the beaten path. It's not going to Nice. It's a little less predictable, right? And uh, yeah, I went to the museum there, uh, and it was okay. I was actually a little disappointed by it, but they had some sort of interesting historical paintings of set, and that was kind of interesting because it's got this, it's sort of like, I don't know, it looks like some sort of uh, 
like a little bay or I don't know, it's like a little harbor. So they had these old sort of older pictures of the ships and just what, what everything looked like. And you see, you saw how, how it didn't look that different from the original, but you also did see the contrast though from two or 300 years. It's actually quite interesting. You know, these paintings from, I think it was early as the 1700s, right? So, yeah, so set was more of a hanging out with friends sort of thing. I actually ended up leaving a little early um, for reasons I won't go into, but uh, it was uh, it was fun. It was nice. We had the lunar eclipse that everybody was talking about. And uh, yeah, so all to say, I was really happy to get on the train and go to Toulouse. I went a day early. And I was told Toulouse would be a boring sort of um, a boring student town, but in fact, it was a sensational city. And uh, yeah, which I want to talk about next. So Toulouse is is like Arles in the sense that it's an old Roman town. So it's got this incredible architecture in the middle of the city and what's interesting about Toulouse is it's almost like Paris but cleaner and and just a little more innocent let's say um but still fun I mean I got there pretty late at like 10 30 I went to my Airbnb which was the most professional Airbnb I'd ever been to it was just extremely slick uh, you know, one of those things, you get the key outside, you go in, everything was super clean. It wasn't an expensive one. It wasn't huge, but it was right in the middle. I was super impressed with that. Anyway, so I went for a little walk because everything was so smooth and I had just got off the train and I was sort of curious and I was in the middle of the town. So I went for a little bit of a walk and I was in an area called Charm, which is sort of like, you know, the classic old, one of the old Roman areas. And I walked around, and before you know it, you're just seeing all these... It, it did have a bit of a student town feeling to it, there, no doubt. I mean, and what was what I kind of liked about Toulouse, which was different from Paris, is Toulouse has... The way they socialize is they'll have, like, these big tables, and everybody sits at them. So they're almost like the equivalent of a picnic table, but, like, maybe, you know but not a picnic table, just a table, but it's big and every, and they're all together, all the tables. And so unlike Paris, where everybody's kind of stuck on their own, you can, Paris I find frustrating to meet people because you go to these cafe bars and everybody sits at their own table and it's pretty hard to meet people when you're at your own table. Whereas at Toulouse, you could theoretically just sit at one of these things. If you had a buddy or a friend, you're hanging out with you sit at one of these things and you're going to meet people right away or you know it won't be hard let's put it that way so that was cool and there were a ton of these places where people were just sort of hanging out and drinking uh and all and it felt pretty again like a lot of a lot of europe despite the press i mean it felt like a pretty safe little place uh and so Anyway, so I spent a couple of days in Toulouse and I went to a few of the museums, which were actually 
fairly impressive. Uh, and uh, I mean, uh, there's just weird stuff. Like you'll find a, like a, one of their museums, there's like a Perugino of all things, you know, like in, a, in this unlikeliest of places, right? Uh, you know, there's armor and there's some old objects and there's a Perugino, you know, so can't remember what that place was called, but Toulouse was more just like, and they, these beautiful cathedral church uh, structures, and it was just a beautiful thing to walk around. I know, you know, I found the people were very friendly, uh, a lot of sort of eyes, I got, a, I got a lot of attention there, and I can't say I didn't enjoy that. Like, it was a very, uh, maybe I just had good chemistry with the city, but it was a very uh, friendly city, and uh, a lot of cool stores, a lot of, uh, you know, it's more modern, in a sense, and less quaint than Arles. Like, Arles, you get the sense that tourism is everything, Whereas Toulouse, you get the sense that tourism is almost everything, but that you can live there. Like, you, it's a real city. Uh, it's uh, it's not a town that happens to be a tourist destination for historical reasons. It's a real city. And so that's cool. And so, anyway, yeah, so yeah, it's just one of those places you can walk around and walk around. I mean, there's nothing, again, the Perugino was a standout art-wise and the and the church like there's this famous cathedral um and then one little anecdote as i was on the last day uh my flight left at like seven or actually it was eight at night and i found myself at two in the afternoon kind of not really caring to do anything else and so i ended up deciding to walk to the airport which was this sort of almost i had it was a i looked on google maps and it was a two hour and 40 minute walk actually it might have been three hours and, and I, I can't remember if it was three hours and a half or three hours it was seven kilometers which so it's probably only like two hours and 43 hours and so i left at i went to this baguette shop bought some clothes at the store i went to this baguette shop and it's two o'clock and I just decide, screw it. I'm going to walk to the airport and get this contrast of this old, beautiful tourist area. And then I'm going to walk through suburbia. And then I'm going to see actually just how difficult it is. Like how many freeways do I have to cross, etc. So, and it's one of these 36 degree days in Europe. It's been heat, a very hot year in summer in Europe. And... So I start walking, and it was actually quite beautiful. Uh, eventually, you start leaving the old city, and then you walk down this nice canal where you still find these sort of tourist boats going in this little, you know, in canal. And then I started having to cross freeways, and then underpasses, and then going down strange roads, which were more, much more local. And... It was the end of July, and already certain stores were basically shut down for the summer. Um, so it was very quiet. Um, but it was like three in the afternoon. The odd bus would go by. I had a mild temptation to jump on, but I just kept walking, and it became this almost J.G. Ballard 
I wrote my master's thesis. I was a big Ballard fanatic, really, for about five years. Ask my friends at the time in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, of all places where I'm from. And uh, and it almost became this J.G. Ballard novel type situation as I was walking from this tourist town to the airport. And it became actually about uh, the psychological journey, but also almost a physical journey. As I got three quarters of the way there, I, you know, and I didn't bring a bottle of water with me. And there I am carrying my bag and everything. Crossed freeways, and then sometimes you don't get shade for a while. Although I tr really tried to stay in the shade because I realized this was no, this is heat stroke central. Like this is, this is no small matter in a sense what I'd undertaken. And so three quarters of the way through, I started to wonder, was this such a good idea? Um, and so I kept walking though, and it was fine and I knew I'd be fine. And I've, you know, I knew I'd be fine. So I kept walking and I finally, as I, it gets kind of hostile, you know, three quarters to four fifths the way through, uh, with the, again, you have to cross where sidewalks disappear. Uh, and you know, bizarrely, this was almost like weirdly in a psychological way this became one of the most exciting parts of the trip you know i've never done this before walking to the airport and it's quite fascinating from almost anthropological side and it also had this kind of as people once in a while you come across i almost want to call them a bystander that sees you and you almost feel like you're on this heroic mission like you're this robinson crusoe type figure traveling uh to the airport and so Anyway, so I get within 10 minutes of the airport and I'm seeing passengers with their luggage, you know, making their way to the airport, probably from some far off parking lot. And I put my bag down because I'd take a rest and check the map every so often, make sure I'm going down the right road. And I check my pocket and I realize that my wallet is gone. And... And I look in my bag and I can't believe it. I thought, how is this even possible? I didn't run into any, it's not like I ran into someone and they might've taken it. Like I, I had to have left it somewhere. And I looked, I couldn't believe it. And I checked my pocket again and I got confused. I, I think the reason I was able to go so far without realizing it was because I had my passport in my pocket. So I had something in there where I normally keep my wallet, so it sort of, I think it didn't feel empty, my pocket, my jean pocket. So needless to say, my first priority was to get my wallet even over missing a plane. I was still pretty early though. Like I got there at about five-ish and the plane didn't leave till eight. So I still had a lot of time. And so I called an Uber and the Uber guy comes within five minutes and I tell the guy, okay, I need to go back to Jean d'Arc station because I'm going to start with the baguette shop. And I got to find this shop. It's some random shop. I bought a baguette and everybody eats baguettes in Toulouse. Uh, and so as I'm in the, within five minutes of being in this cab or this Uber, I get a message on my phone saying, Serge wants to contact you over Messenger. And sure enough, so I accepted it. 
And sure enough, Serge is, says in French that he's got my carte bleu, which is like my wallet. And he's at the baguette shop. He's the guy from, and that I left my wallet on the counter, which I never do. And that it was there waiting for me. So I messaged Serge. I said, I'll be there in 20 minutes. And I got there. I couldn't find the store at first. So I had to call him a couple of times. He said, I'm wearing rose pink and I'm by the carousel, this like sort of like uh, merry-go-round carousel, which is right by the baguette shop. So I go there, I see him and he takes me in, his wife's working, they give me my wallet and I didn't have any cash on me, but I told Serge that I would send him an art piece, uh, that I was an artist and I'd send him an art piece and that... And I said, you know, like, that's an incredible thing you did. And he said, uh, you know, it's a big deal losing your wallet. So this is obviously the right thing. You know, it's the right thing to do. Blah, blah, blah. It's so very, you know, this is the greatness of the, you know, for lack of a better word, the, the common people. You know, here's some guy who works in a baguette shop. So this is what society is built on. Right. I mean, these are the real people that society is built on. And that shouldn't be forgotten. Okay, these little acts of kindness, not actually, not that small act of, a, of an act of kindness. Anyway, I'm still early. So there I am, and I retraced my journey through the Uber, and then I find the airport shuttle, which is like, basically like a block away, not even. I get on the airport shuttle, and I retrace my journey again that I'd walked. And I get to the airport, and, which was surreal. And I was still early, and then sure enough, it was Ryanair back to Berlin and they were three and a half hours late and it was funny because a lot of the passengers were stressed out about them being so late but I was just so happy to have my wallet which would have been a massive disaster so many of my cards are in there German bank cards health card Canadian bank cards all this nightmare that would have like who knows what would have happened had I not got that wallet back. I was so happy to just have that. I It didn't even affect me at all, the lateness of the plane. Like, it made zero difference. I was glad I was just making the plane. I was ready to practically stay in Toulouse a day. Um, and so, yeah, and then I was telling people, then I did some research, and I was like, hey, Ryanair, if you are more than three hours late in the EU, you actually get, and, and it's more than 1,500 kilometers, and I checked, Toulouse is 1,750 from Berlin to Toulouse. You actually get 400 euros in theory. So I, I made my little application when I got back, because why not? It was three and a half hours late. And so we'll see what happens. They said they're processing it, so maybe in a future entry we will uh, have a result on that one. So... A reason to listen again. So anyways, so this is, uh, so that was the trip and made it back to Berlin, got home, got in at like one in the morning, maybe later. S-Ban wasn't going, took a taxi home, split a taxi with someone on the plane, which was cool. I guess people do that in Berlin. Maybe other places too. I just never take the taxi, so I have no idea. But this time I did. And anyway, and that was the trip to France. <laughs>